Welcome to the Property CEO Podcast, your inside track to the world of property with your hosts, Ian Child and Richie Clapson. Hello and welcome to the Property CEO Podcast. My name's Ian Chard and I'm here with Mr. Richie Clapson. Hello, everybody. And in this episode, we're talking about credibility. Uh, in particular, how you can get credibility as a property developer. So, uh, Richie, how have you uh, been this week? Have you been having a good week? Yeah, I've had a good week. I mean, uh, really good. I've been uh, promoted at work, which is an amazing feeling. But to be fair, it's it's well overdue. No, that's interesting. Is this... Uh some other job outside property CEO that I, I didn't know about. I mean, have you got a, like a paper round or something? No, 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 no. I've been promoted at property CEO, our business. Oh, I've yeah. been promoted. Right. So this was some sort of unilateral sort of promotion, was it? I don't, I don't recall kind of seeing a, a memo come round or anything. Yeah. Well, you've heard of self promotion, have you not? Yeah. Yeah. And we teach our students how to promote themselves. Right. Well, I've self, you know, I've self promoted myself. As simple as that. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, Thank you very much. To be honest, last time I looked, uh, you were officially a catering director. So, so, so what role have you been promoted to now? I have been promoted to IT director. Okay, uh, but wasn't it the IT director role that we we had a few problems with last time? You know, when you you panicked during a webinar and started randomly hitting every key on the keyboard. Remember yep. that? Yeah, that's right. And and then when, when live on air, you started rocking in a corner and kept on shouting, make it go away, uh, repeatedly. <laughs> well, I don't recall that, but, you know, I suppose that could have happened. And didn't we didn't we decide to destroy that little homemade IT director badge that you so you couldn't do any uh, more damage? Uh, yeah, but uh, it's okay. I've made a new one. So uh, so you've no need to worry on that count, that's for sure. Excellent. And there was, uh, there was I getting really concerned about the badge. So um, so what's brought on this, this kind of renaissance? Why are you uh, suddenly thinking that the role of IT director is a, is a good fit all of a sudden? Well, you know, I had a couple of major IT triumphs in the last week or so, which made me you know, realise something totally profound. Okay, what's that? Well, I've got the Midas touch when it comes to computers. Okay. <laughs> are you actually familiar with the, the story of King Midas? Yes. Uh, so you'll know that... that Everything that he touched turned to gold. Yep, that's right. Which is not exactly the association that I make when when I think of you in IT, to be honest. Because um, mostly everything you touch turns to, well, it's not gold, is it? It's it's more of a, a sort of brown colour. Not anymore. Okay, do you have any, any evidence to support yeah, this relationship? Yeah, of course I do. You know, you, so you remember we were presenting at a property meet last week. I do. Yeah, okay. And if you remember, we had a few technical issues with my laptop. <laughs> That, that you know, it wouldn't play any sound through the external speaker systems because the Bluetooth would stop working. This would be your uh, your non-Apple Lenovo laptop. Well, if it's Lenovo, of course it's not Apple, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, uh, it, it may have been, but, um, you know, we'd met the host at the meeting, the room before the meeting, um, and we, we set up all the gear, including our speakers. We were presenting second, I think. Uh, there was two speakers. So whilst the first speaker was on, I nipped into the empty meeting room next door to see if I could fix it. So, you know, trying to sort it out. And that's when I had one of my best IT experiences. Unfortunately, at the same time, had one of my worst IT experiences, all within about <laughs> 60 seconds of each other. Now, I know exactly what you're going to say. And uh, for the record, I just need to say that whilst the worst thing you did 
would have probably meant the end of our professional speaking careers. It would also have been the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my entire life. No, it, it would have been a complete disaster. Anyway, picture the scene. Uh, I, you know, so I'm, I'm on stage in 30 minutes and I need the Bluetooth to work. But it had just disappeared. You, you remember, literally, the screen where it used to be on my laptop was completely empty. I remember. No Bluetooth symbol at all. It's not even like I could switch. It wasn't just switched off. It wasn't there to switch back on. <laughs> I tried everything I could think of, and I thought, well, what about if I reconfigure the whole laptop from scratch? That's the only way I thought I could do it. <laughs> and that would be the logical thing to do just before you're about to give a, a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I don't care because, you know, unbelievably, it worked. You know, after I reinstalled everything, the Bluetooth suddenly... Well, let's say started working, it appeared, and literally I switched it on, and automatically it connected to the external speakers. And uh, and how long to go before we were on stage was it at this point? I don't know, it was probably 10, 15 minutes. So a bit squeaky bun time then. Yeah, but, you know, that wasn't the end of it. Uh, you know, all I needed to do was reload the presentation uh, that we were using, um, but no matter how I tried, that just wouldn't load in itself. <laughs> in my frustration, I remember saying a few choice words uh, quite loudly, I think. Well, like, why didn't I buy a MacBook? That sort of thing. Right, okay. No, it was a bit more <laughs> colourful than that. So uh, so at this point, I'm trying everything I can. Uh, I can think of, uh, you know, calling a laptop, probably every name under, under the sun. And all of a sudden, it just loaded up, just like magic. Literally, with about three minutes to go, it's because uh, I probably swore at it so loudly, it just decided to play ball in the end. I'm not. I'm not sure that's exactly how computers work, but I, I love the idea. Anyway, do go on. No, so I tell you, I think I even cried out loud and kissed the screen when the presentation just appeared, <laughs> literally in front of me, and then I had this terrible sinking feeling uh, in the pit of my stomach. You know, when you think you may have done something really, Ooh. really terrible. Yeah, I think I know the feeling. Well, I suddenly realised that the external speakers were still next door in the meeting room where we'd set them up. And where the first presenter was currently speaking. So I thought the entire audience would have suddenly heard these speakers burst into life as the Bluetooth finally connected. <laughs> and then perhaps my speaker, my microphone system was connected and they might have heard this tirade of abuse as I started swearing at, at, the, at the Lenovo laptop. <laughs> And uh, and then I started remembering all the swearing I'd done and all the other things I'd said, and uh, including kissing was the it, screen. Was it really that bad? Well, think of the opening lines of Four Weddings and a Funeral, and it would be pretty, pretty close. There were, a lot of, there were a lot of Fs involved. It really wasn't a good moment. And I seriously thought about doing a runner straight out of the hotel oh, and, and leaving you. But leave me to face the music. <laughs> yeah, but then I, and then I thought, no, no, I've got to take my medicine. I've got to go back into that room full of about 60 people and look the meeting host in the eye and apologise to them and perhaps the entire crowd. I suspect you'd also have to apologise to the, the first speaker as well, whose speech would have been... Uh, overlaid with you effing and jeffing all yeah, over it but then somehow you know i had to go in and give a 60 minute minute presentation to the same audience you know i think i can say that was something of a low point that but, week. but 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 luckily for you in the spirit of teamwork your business partner had rather thoughtfully not only gone and watched the first speaker as a courtesy to them 
he also had the foresight to switch off the external speakers before the meeting started. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. That was definitely a good move on your part. I mean, for once, you've done something right and helped me out. But I suspect it might not have been, uh, you know, we might not have been invited back if I'd have remotely, through the Bluetooth speakers, dropped the F-bomb in <laughs> over the first speaker slot. You can well, imagine, expect, couldn't you? We might not have been invited anywhere ever again. But I still love to imagine the scene as the first speaker was in full flow and he started coming through. <laughs> on the speakers it would just have been about the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life anyway anyway you know uh, the, the the point that I managed to fix my laptop all by myself without any help was uh, it was truly amazing yeah no I, I do think that's amazing but um and it is really good you managed to get it working again but I'm not quite sure how that qualifies you as our IT director because uh, uh, I, I can't imagine too many other companies will take being able to switch on Bluetooth as being kind of like the deal clincher when it yeah. comes to hiring their new Ooh, IT supremo. Yeah, but, but, but it's not just that. It's not just that. Okay. Do you remember what happened a couple of days earlier? No. We were presenting at another property meeting and the first presenter couldn't get his laptop to sync with the projector. Ah, uh, yes, I uh, remember. Yeah, see, until yours truly came to the rescue and managed to sort it out. By plugging it in. You make it sound so easy. Well, that's because it was. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying I can't be the IT director then? No, 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 of course not, because then you'll you'll get all whingy. Um, what I'm saying is that I don't think we can afford to lose you from the critical catering director position. Really? Absolutely. I'd actually see the IT director position as being a backward step for you. Uh, you know, one it just doesn't really play to your strengths. Unlike catering, which I, I think you have a... a yeah, you know, a calling for. I really do. Some people, you know, just 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 born to it. Okay, okay, I can see that. So, uh, shall I go back to my old job then? I think you should. And meanwhile, perhaps we should start the sensible part of this podcast. We're having a sensible <laughs> part this week, are we? <laughs> okay, sounds like a great idea. And actually, this is a bit where you tell us, based on your thirty-five plus years' experience, how people who are new to property development can actually get some credibility. Because you know, having credibility is uh, is is so important in development, isn't it? It absolutely is. So, uh, I mean, let's just start start thinking about it because there's a lot of sort of questions that people often come up with. People ask me over time, and um, you know, people often say, "How am I going to gain credibility as a property developer?" That's that's normally the first one. They want to get that credibility. Uh, what if I don't know much about property development? Yeah, sure, that one that one comes into it. You've, you've got to know something about property. I uh, often hear people say, even with training, how will I know what I don't know? Well, again, that's about getting the, the right training and getting a comprehensive training. And, and sometimes people will then come back and say, well, even if I train intensely, how can I compete with someone with 10, 20, or maybe 30 years' experience? Absolutely. So you can see, you can get training, but, but where do you get the experience? And, uh, you know, even if I get that education, it's not a substitute for that experience, which is absolutely true. So people, I, you get all these sort of quandaries and these questions that come up. So let's sort of sort of have a chat around that just in broad terms today to tell people how you can, can do that. So the first, first point is how are you going to gain credibility as a property developer? Okay. Well, I think the subtle difference there is you need to become uh, an owner of a property business, a property CEO, a chief executive officer, of a property business. That's that's the big difference. This is where you can become credible. You don't have to be um, a, a developer. You don't have to know everything inside out as a developer, but you need to know how to run a property business. I mean, development is not a, a DIY business. You know, you, you don't have to do absolutely everything. You're not out there laying the bricks. You're not putting in the electrics. You're not putting up the roof. You're not painting it. That's not the case. 
The critical point is that you need to know enough to run a development overall from start to finish, and you need to know how to manage your team efficiently. So it's about management. You can see it's about a business. You don't need to know, as we said, every single detail um, and do everything yourself. So rather, lot. rather than going thinking of it as go, I'm going into a job that I've got to learn from scratch, thinking of it, I'm going to be pulling a team together that is going to uh, to make something happen. And it's the team that have got all of that experience in their disciplines and you're simply the architect of it all. Uh, you're the person that's pulling it together. Absolutely, yeah. It, 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 it is. It's, it's pulling that team together. And this is where the chief exec comes in. You know, all chief execs, they sit over the top of the whole thing. So you've got to gain a certain amount of knowledge. You've got to get a certain understanding. Um, but you're getting credibility as a business owner. That, I think, is the fundamental difference. So I guess a lot of people might be thinking, well, that's, that's great. But what if um, I'm new to property development? What if I don't have that much knowledge about property development? Well, I, I, I mean, I think the, the reality is a lot of people that come into this industry don't have much knowledge. I mean, some, some don't have any. You know, I've met some quite successful developers now who've over time have, have done very well. But they've come into this business in the first place with absolutely no knowledge. So it's like anything. If you if you want to go into a new industry, what do you need to do? Well, the first thing is you need to get educated. You know, there's. I mean, I often talk about people. I say, well, you wouldn't. You know, when you learn to drive, did you expect just to jump in a car and go and drive? I did. <laughs> yeah, you probably did. And judging by your driving, you were never taught properly. But I think for a lot of people. You know, yes, you're going to get educated. You're going to go out there. You're going to get a driving instructor who's going to teach you how to drive. So why would you think you'd go into a completely new industry where you can potentially make some significant, you know, as we say, six-figure sum returns without getting educated? So you do need to go and get educated. But overall in property development, that's that's would be my take, is, is don't go in there and just get one strategy. That's not what you need to do. And what you're saying there is that the strategies within property development, that there's there's numerous ones, different types of things that you can do. But overall, a lot of the building blocks for that are exactly the same. Getting the finance, Correct. finding the projects, the yeah. same disciplines. Yeah. And I think the big mistake a lot of people make is they just learn a single strategy. Well, yeah. that's fine, but until that strategy runs out or there isn't an opportunity in that strategy or actually a different opportunity presents itself. So if you if you learn for, say, let's say you just learn how to do commercial conversions or new build, what if the opposite come up? You don't know what to do with it. So whilst it's good sometimes to focus and, and, and understand in a, bit, a little bit more depth a certain area of the industry, so if you wanted to focus on just building new properties, that's fine, you ought to have a grounding overall. Yeah. So any education you do, I would say you definitely need a grounding overall in property. And the other two key aspects, which is fundamental to being a property CEO, is to understand business and mindset. So business is obvious, you know, if you don't know how to run a business, how are you going to run a property business? A lot of people who do come into the property development business and perhaps who aren't so successful uh, haven't got trained on business and they might have come out of employment. Yeah. And it's a big difference. You know, if you, I've been in corporate world, I've run my own businesses. And when you're employed by someone, there's a very big difference to running your own business. There's a lot of different skill sets. So if you've not been taught them, why would you expect just to know them? You need to go and be taught some fundamental points about running a business. And it's probably true to say that, um, you know, if you look at property um, more generally, that there are some people out there that perhaps have just inherited a, a, a buy-to-let. 
Yes. That's, yeah. that's a business. At the end of the day, anything that generates uh, a profit or is aimed, it's designed to generate a profit is, is a business. So those business skills, you know, don't just think of them as being, I'm going to become, um, you know, the next Richard Branson. That's not what it's about. It's about actually having a set of um, general business skills that you can apply to any profit-making venture uh, in property or even outside property. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is absolutely fundamental. You say you can transfer outside of property if you've got business skills because you've come from another industry. That's fine. You can, you can apply them. Uh, no substitute maybe for learning a few of the peculiarities to property and learning some of those business skills. But then add to it the mindset, and the mindset I think um, comes from two different angles. One, your own mindset. Because if you've never run a business and you're going into a new area, there's going to be some knockbacks. You know, not mentally. You're going to get you're going to get tired. You're going to get frustrated, uh, and your mindset is really important to to drive that forward. And within that sort of banner of mindset, we're talking about time management. You know, communication skills, and of course that leads on to the second part of the mindset. Is actually you're now running and pulling together a team. Yes. And a fundamental thing here is is the mindset of others people skills you know mm. if you've got people skills really good people skills you'd be great in property development because it is a pulling a team together you're being a ceo you're pulling a team together you're not just there on site building the thing individually the key to making this work is getting a team to cohesively work together so understanding mindset and hence understanding the mindset of others and how to work and get the best out of people is fundamentally important so what i would say overall you need to get educated in property beginning to end and understand business and mindset and then once you've got that end-to-end sort of um, foundation training level uh, you're, you're then in a position if you want to specialize and learn perhaps some specifics of a particular niche strategy then you can you've got a great platform on which to build yeah you, you sort of layer it up you you add it to that and that's yeah. that's really important still got that problem i suppose that um, people are going to perceive that that's great i've got a, a, an experienced team but if i'm effectively competing to perhaps you know, buy a development, um, buy an opportunity, and I'm competing against somebody that's got, you know, 10 or 20 or maybe even 30 years of experience as a developer. Um, is there any substitute for that experience? Aren't I always going to come off second? This is where the magic of being a business owner, a property CEO, a chief executive officer of the property business comes in. You know, if we, we often use this analogy when we're trying to explain this to someone, and we talk about um, being a cabinet minister. That's right, for example, you, you know, so does the does a cabinet minister have experience, have to have experience of the activities of their ministerial departments? No, you know, they don't. But they have to take over responsibility to steer and control their department. That's that's their job. So if we think about um, someone's in charge of defense mm-hmm. and they're in charge of the tanks and the guns and the army and the bullets and the weapons. Do we think they know about all of those items? They probably don't. But they're there to make decisions because. Six months later, we could have a cabinet reshuffle, and they're now in charge of health. Yeah. Now, suddenly, they're not in charge of tanks and guns and so on. They're in charge of beds, doctors, and medicines. Yeah. And, of course, they're, they're in charge of that day one. They are the, the go-to person. Straight and, away. And you might think, well, somebody looking from the outside might think, well, that's a crazy idea. That person's got n- knows nothing about health, and yet they've been parachuted into the most important role in healthcare in the country. Yeah. Uh, but the reality, of course, is that the skill set that they had was effectively as a CEO. It was as a minister, as a as somebody who's good at running a department. It doesn't really matter what the department is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they have a, a team of departmental experts to assist them. Yeah. And that will be no different in property. You know, in property, what we're suggesting is if you're a CEO, 
you're just in a different industry. Mm. You have people doing different things. But ultimately, it's all systems and processes. And what you want to try and do is utilize some of your existing skill sets. You know, we've all got skill sets. And there's sort of four key skill sets that generally are transferable from most industries. Okay. So if we list them, organizational skills, people skills, management skills, and the all-important decision-making skills. So you need those skill sets. And the, the reality is you probably have them. So if, you're, if you've moved up in your industry, you might be in a middle management or you could be in a senior management position, uh, you've got quite a good chance that you are using these skill sets at the moment. And that, when we think then in terms of credibility, what we're saying there is that when people look at you from the outside, in the same way they look at a cabinet minister, they don't look at somebody that has got you know, 30 years of experience as, as an architect and 20 years as a bricklayer and 10 years as a, as a planning consultant. What they actually see is somebody that's heading up a team that has all that experience. So the overall picture is an organization, a business, your business, that has got all of these elements within it. But the, the figurehead for that, the ultimate, you know, the head honcho uh, is, is, is you. You're the glue that um, holds all of those things together. You're the one that makes the decisions, but you're leveraging the expertise of this uh, amazing team that's got all this experience. Because you've done an end-to-end education, you now know what you don't know. You, mm. you understand the whole process broadly. So you understand the terminology that's coming out. You understand what the roles and responsibilities are for the individuals. You know then how to pull these people together, and they're all there to advise you. So you are just the head. And because you, you've, you've gone on some education, which maybe either you learn or enhances your business skills, you come across as, as, a, as a confident leader of people, a leader of people that happen to be a team that can do developments. And, you know, you've got enough mindset skills to not only carry that that presence yourself, but coordinate and infuse the energy of your team. So when you walk in a room, you've got a whole group behind you. Okay, the reality is you don't walk in a room with them, but if you actually portray those people on your website, you create a website, you create a brand, an image that's got these people associated with you with all these years of experience you gain that credibility. So if we go back to the original questions, how do I get credibility as a property developer? The simple answer is you don't. You want to get credibility as a property business owner, a property CEO, and you can get that. And you can get that with end-to-end education, understand the whole process, surround yourself with people that's got lots of experience. You know, that education, get it off of people with lots of experience you know rub alongside them understand how to run a business understand how to control a team and also really importantly get yourself presented with that group of people behind you and then you will then get credibility as a property business owner fantastic richie that's been really useful thank you i think there was a just sort of summarizing a few things that kind of stood out uh, for me there uh, the the first probably is the yeah training is is kind of critical to get that overall understanding of what you don't know so all of your team have got all of that experience but ultimately yeah you've got some knowledge gaps there that you need to fill to be able to see and understand the the end-to-end journey yes uh, so that you can contextualize everything that, that happens on a development project and and that you can manage the team effectively so you've got to get that that fundamental education under your belt i think the um the second one you mentioned uh is just so important is don't don't try and, and understand or, or try and know absolutely everything you know if you're going to become this ceo character then 
you can get the credibility as a CEO. You don't need to understand how uh, the the minutiae, how the nuts and bolts work Absolutely. on the coalface. If you ask any CEO of any business, um, they would struggle to tell you exactly what the process is that happens in the call center, or or how how the the uh, what's the process that that happens in you know the restaurant that they own. I mean, it it's something that happens at a grassroots level. As a CEO, you've got a different skill set. You simply know where to find out the answer because you've got that knowledge within your team. Uh, I think linked to that actually is another really important point as a CEO is there's no silly questions. No, you get can away be, with asking anything. Yeah, because I think it's quite, it's quite, can be quite difficult for new developers uh, who feel that their team, because of their experience, you know, they're going to be talking to the architect about architecting and they will about obviously architecting. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, like they're going to feel on the back foot because yeah. the architect obviously knows more than they do. The trick here is is not to be intimidated by that. Actually, you're the person that pays the architect's bills, so you're the the CEO. So you jolly well ask what you what you want to ask. You're not expected to know stuff, so don't just nod sagely and go, "All right, yeah, he must be right or she must be right." It's going to be uh, if you don't understand it, do the five whys, which we've talked about a lot, uh, and and keep going until you do understand, until you've got a, a satisfactory answer and there's no gaps. Nobody will think any less of you. Uh, actually, I think they'll quite the opposite. They'll they'll realise that you're you know there's there's not much that gets past you because you're uh, you're querying uh, all the things that you don't know. I think do you know I I think people generally like to help. Mm. I think if you try and blag your way through. People, people spot a blagger in any industry straight yeah. away. If I went to someone else's industry and I tried to blag it, they'd spot me straight away. So I think people do that. I mean, I went um, and I still own a, a shareholding in a, in a chemical business in the marine industry, which I know nothing about. And I went into that industry in 2012, bought a business and developed it, which my son run for a while. I was asking some really ridiculous questions. But, but people were really willing to help because I carried some presence as a business owner. I was a chief executive officer in the marine industry. Mm. You know, my background is in property, but I transferred industries. It was a, I saw a good investment opportunity and I got involved. And, uh, you know, we were dealing with uh, fiberglasses and epoxies and all sorts of things. Sounds exciting. Hey, it was, it was like living the dream. But um, it was quite a technical industry. So there was a huge amount of terminology. So people would, would come up with things and they'd say, oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a, an X, Y, Z, this. And I'd go, what's that? Yeah. Oh, you don't know? Well, why would I know? Oh, no, of course you wouldn't, would you? And, and because they had respect for me as a businessman, they'd answer it. And they'd love yeah. to share their knowledge. Yeah. And I think it's cabinet ministers exactly the same. You, you know, if you carry that presence and that, that, that knowledge of running a business. Well, that was going to be my third point, actually, that the, I think the, the cabinet minister thing is such a, an excellent analogy because it's, it's so true. You know, mm. how people can get parachuted into a completely new job at, at a very high level. But it's, it's the skills that they have inherently within themselves and not the skills and the knowledge that they have of that department that actually makes them successful. Absolutely. And we're just doing that. So was it uh, this this departure into the world of marine? Was this because you figured that it might come with a, a company boat? I had a boat. I think I had a boat at the time. Um, so it, it was, uh, yeah, it seemed like a bit of a passion. As a bit, No, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. I was involved um, back at that time doing a lot of turnarounds and businesses, which I've always been involved in with a couple of other colleagues. An opportunity came up. I actually bought it for my son to run. My son was 17 at the time. And um, 
uh, I needed something for him to do. So I bought a business and got him to run it at 17 years old, which was quite a challenge, I can tell you. And it cost me a few quid. But um, great education for him. He's actually now, funny enough, he's back in the construction industry uh, training to be a structural engineer. So um, try to put him off, but <laughs> he's back in the industry. But, um, you know, again, actually interesting, he, he's transferred his skills. So yeah. He actually run the business. He learned a huge amount of skill sets. He's transferred them into, into yeah. the property industry. That is really powerful. So come back the other way. Fantastic, Richie. Thanks for that really interesting stuff. Uh, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for in this episode. Hopefully, you'll be able to find the time to join us again next time when we'll be giving you the inside track from yet another part of the property world. In the meantime, uh, please feel free to check out our other episodes. And, of course, you can visit our website, which is at propertyceo.co.uk. But until next time, it's goodbye from all of us. Goodbye. Goodbye.